also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. What's going on everyone and welcome to another episode of Talking to Bits, where we walk you through Bitcoin bit by bit so we can provide you with the information you need to succeed and persist. Back with episode 57, got my really good friend Clark in the house here. And this is a special episode, man. This is the first Talking in Bits in Austin. Yeah, this is the first time we've ever done it live. True, yeah. This is <laughs> just a magical thing because we're in Austin, and I think I have the most bullish Austinite here sitting next to me. Yeah. And media mogul. Maybe not, maybe not more bullish than Parker Lewis. I think you're more bullish. Nah. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to give you, and this is no knock on Parker. I, I saw Parker this morning. So I just give you a little, this is how Parker is way more bullish than anybody here in Austin. Okay. I, I love Parker Lewis. He's one of my, so I'm, he's Parker. like one of my favorite people in the world. Okay. Uh, so we did the Sats by uh, hackathon this morning. Yep. Right. It's, it's Saturday for everybody last week. Probably you're hearing this on Wednesday or something. Yeah. Uh, Kyle calls me. He's like, Hey car, when are you getting here? I'm like, um, nine o'clock. He's like, Okay, well, Parker's already waiting for us. <laughs> he called me like at like <laughs> like at seven forty five a.m. Yeah, and I'm like, and the, the hackathon doesn't start until like eleven. Baby. That's Parker Lewis. Okay, fair. You got me. Yeah. So like when you hear people say like Parker Lewis is the hardest working Bitcoiner, and uh, I believe it. it. It's it's true. All right. Can I give you my angle on that though? Yeah, go for it. All right. He's doing a lot of things. He's on one path. You on the other hand. Name all the things you're doing right now. That's why I consider oh, you more. Oh man, I, I'm I'm not that guy. I think so, man. You being humble. Uh, no. Name the things you got going on right now for the people. I I'll, I'll put them in the list of like the most important. Um, I would say like what we're doing at Pleb Lab is like really important because we help uh, open source developers. Uh, we help um, you know anybody that has a, a Bitcoin project that that needs help. Um, getting funding, like we help them uh, get funding. Yeah. Um, and we do that here in Austin, Texas. So I would say Pleb Lab is probably the most important thing. Um, right after that, I would say it's, you know, TFTC, like what I do with Marty as a producer. Like I think Marty is, you know, giving the most real news out there right now. Um, I think RHR is like probably one of the most uh, well-informed yeah. uh, opinions just in, in media, in, in, in general, just like in media in general. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important. Uh, and then after that, uh, we do Austin Bitcoin Club. Yep. Uh, and that's just more of a social event. But what that does, it's like a, it's a place where people who are new into town get to gather together once a month at Bitcoin Commons. And uh, they get to socialize with all the other Austin Bitcoiners and like hang out. Um, and then after that, we do a, uh, me and Remy do a, a local Bitcoin newspaper called uh, Thriller Bitcoin. Um, and then uh, we try to try to basically send out all the signal that is happening here in Austin. Mm -hmm. So that way we get more people coming to Austin and they can see like what's going on out there. And we have a different kind of angle to it. Yeah. We've talked about that. Um, and then after that, um, I do, I do, a, I do. A, after that? No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, and, then, and then after that, we, I do a little, I do some other production work. 
for a couple other yeah. big Bitcoiners here in Austin that I'm not gonna dox. Sure. Um, and then like Gary, like for Bitblock Boom, I'm I'm always helping out Gary yep. just because I have a like he's one of my mentors. I'm, like he just have a lot of respect for Gary. He was the one that orange pilled me. Yeah. Um, and then um, after that, uh, me and Alex, you know, we have mutual friend. Yep. Uh, we're working on like uh, something pretty cool. Sounds should be should cool. be coming out no here CPT hopefully. For talking to bits. Well, no, it's just like we're not. We're still like in the early stages. Yeah, like we literally had our first official meeting today. Nice. Uh, so it's it's still in the early stages, but like it should be rolling out here hopefully within the next yep. 30 to 60 days. Exciting. So you're working with Keon on the stack of news. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, what I'm saying. Oh, so so like yeah, like and then every Friday we do Sacker News Live. That's a podcast I do with my my best friend Keon, and then we do PBS and I do that with Phil. Um every Friday here at Pleb Lab. And that's just kind of like, we, we invite all the plebs, uh, whoever's in town that week, just come down to Pleb Lab, um, like around 5.30 p.m. And uh, you get to hang out with, uh, with, all the, with all the plebs here at PBS. And it's called Pleb Broadcasting Service. See, you, you kind of just made my point for me, man. Well, that's bullishness if, not, if I've ever no, seen No, it's just, uh, and we've talked about this before, like, yeah. I'm the type of person, like, the way my mom raised me was, like, she allowed me to do whatever I wanted. Like, she was um, she was very bullish on me being as creative as I wanted to be. So she never put me in a, in a box and said, like, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. Mm. She literally said, like, mijo, go and do whatever you want. If you, if like, when I dropped out of art school... She allowed me just to like go and start a punk band. Like she was happy that I did that. Yeah. Like what mom? That's why my mom's my my hero. Like she's yeah. she's the person I looked up to my whole life. But um, she never doubted me with anything. Whatever path I wanted to go down, she would always support me. Um, and so we've talked about this, but just like I need to have these creative outlets. If I don't have these creative outlets, then uh, if I just do one thing. I will get bored really, really fast, and I will just burn out from boredom. Yeah, um, doing one thing. You just can't stop. It's uh, no, like I think right now. Yeah, I'm good with the different <laughs> sandboxes I have. Yeah, like hold on. Yeah. yeah, I have more than enough sandboxes to play in where my like creative mind can like jump from each one. Yeah, and I'll be satisfied. Like, because yeah. uh, they all go to different little things. Like all these ideas, I can say, oh, it goes in this one, and it goes in this one, right. it goes in this one. But these projects are actually moving needles. You like, think so? I think so. I mean, you just named a bunch of them that are, are you know, you talk about TFTC and all that. Oh stuff. yeah, well that that's just just that's just helping like Marty and 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 and, and Odell, right? Like, but would you say that the quality of not the maybe not the conversation, but the quality of that show has stepped up since you? I think so. No, I would say I would say I hope I hope so. Like I I I, I don't want to piss off the freaks. I you know I would say like. Yeah. I, I I probably have helped, but I know I've I've definitely have learned way more sure. and have and have uh, gained way more from those guys yeah. than they have for me. So it's like yeah. it's like if maybe if I've helped this much, <laughs> they've helped me out this much. So gotcha. it's it's like that. It's like I have a long way to go before I even pay them back as far as like what I've learned from them. 
Gotcha. Yeah. When you, when you were talking about your mom, just to circle back on that, um, yeah. I don't know if you've recently seen the uh, the Kanye West documentary, The Genius. Have you seen that on Netflix? No, no. But somebody was telling me about that. Me and Tristan were talking about it from Lightning Escrow. Like he, uh, yeah. we were talking about that. Um, well, well, it's really good. But what was really striking to me is how you were you were saying that you know your mom never you know put you in a box and your mom never you know constricted you or. She believed in you, right? And what I was getting from that and, and why we see as Kanye West being this guy that just does anything he wants to do is the same thing. His mom always pushed him forward, always believed in him, even if he was doing something he should have not been doing. And that leads to a confidence that's unmatchable. And, and I think you... you, you yeah. Right yeah, I, th- I think with me, like, I, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Like, I was a, I was a home birth. Like I was, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So I have, like, uh, two older brothers. Yeah. A younger brother and a younger sister, and I was the middle child, okay. and I was named after my my grandpa, who was an artist, believe it or not. And his name was what is my real name? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to dox myself, gotcha. but um, so I think that's where that came from. Me being a home birth, um, and then me having the same name as her dad, um, that that kind of connection, and a lot of my siblings to this day think that I was like spoiled and I was her favorite. Really? I don't. I don't see it. I really don't. But a lot of my siblings think that, and I think um, maybe that extra love, maybe whatever that was, maybe that's why she let me do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. She didn't put me in a in a thing. But even when I was a young kid, like uh, I was always drawing or coloring or anything like that, and then she would just push me. Like I, I like I didn't have to go to like I'm Catholic, so I didn't have to go to ch- uh, to church when I was like seven or eight because she put me in like this art weekend school. Um, that we couldn't afford back then, but she put me in there. Yeah. Just because, like, like yeah, she wanted her son to like learn even more. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I do think you're right about one thing, though. I think, I, I think there's something to be said about like people that are creatives in this turn of century, though. Yeah. And I think this is probably where probably a lot of Bitcoiners don't realize this is like, if you're if you're a creative person who is a Bitcoiner. Yeah. And you're not uh, being of service to other Bitcoiners, uh, you don't get where this kind of industry is headed. Yeah. Right? Uh, just because, like, I see what's happening with uh, uh, Lightning and I see what's happening out there in our, in our industry right now. And we're at a point now where I would say there, we're in need of really, uh, and Ben Trisha talks about, about this a lot, uh, we're in need of really fantastic uh, designers, producers, creative types. And there's just not enough supply in our industry right now. Yeah. And so I think if you uh, were to look at somebody like a, like a Kanye West, like you mentioned, yep. if you look at somebody like him, he actually started off as a producer. I don't know if you know that, but he wanted to be a rapper or whatever, or a hip hop artist. But like if he was probably the first one that kind of understood that. Yeah. Right. Like he became this like producer and then he became this like mogul over the course of like 20 years or whatever it was. Yeah. And I think he was probably the first one that ever did that. And I think now with this new Bitcoin industry that we're kind of slowly rolling out, there's another opportunity now for people that are super creative to get in this Bitcoin industry and really focus and be of service to other Bitcoiners and then start building out their platforms in, into a greater scale because you're on this new monetary system. Now, it, how, why is that unique to Bitcoin, in your opinion? Right, like this camaraderie, right? This, like, like you said, be, being of service to other Bitcoiners. You would, you, you know, you think about these other legacy, you know, other industries. If you want to think about it, and that's not really a thing. It's more of a dog eat dog world than it is take care of the fellow. Why are you thinking Bitcoin that's more prominent? It's proof of work, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, 
in the Bitcoin industry, at least from the way I see it, I'm still a young Bitcoiner, yeah. right? Um, but the way I see it, at least the way I understand it, and somebody please tell me if I'm wrong, but it really is about proof of work and reputation. Like, yeah. it, you're, like your reputation is everything in Bitcoin. So if you lose your reputation, um, then that's everything. Yeah. So, um, and same thing with proof of work. It's like, what have you done for Bitcoin lately right. is more the, the kind of motto that no one really says, but everybody kind of knows. Yeah. At least that's how I see it. Yeah. So it's like, what are you doing for Bitcoin yesterday? And what have you done for Bitcoin lately? Mm. And so the way I look at it is like, okay, I've done this for Bitcoin. I've done this for Bitcoin. Okay. And people's, uh, people have a short attention span and that's yeah. just the way of the world. So it's like, okay, you did this, but that was last week or that was yesterday. What have you done lately for Bitcoin? You do this, you do this. I think there's some, there's some other people that, that used to be in the Bitcoin space like around 2013 and then they became like Ethereum shields or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, when was the last time they'd done anything for Bitcoin, right? It's right. like, it was so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually fascinating because there's also a, a built-in mechanism to also weed out the fakes or, or weed out the people that are not because what have you done, Right. So you could be all about Bitcoin, you could talk all about Bitcoin, but like you said, the proof of work, right? Like, can I see it? The resume, I guess, if you want to think about it that way. Uh, that's very yeah. interesting. And, that, and even though I understand proof of work and that concept, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. And on this show, I always talk about like every single episode being the next block that's mined for us, right? Like in talking in bits is, you know, we, we keep pumping every week, we mine a new block is how I like that's to That's cool. It. Yeah. And, and that's the proof of work, right? So somebody can easily verify through 57 episodes that... He's consistent. He's putting in the work. He's doing these things. And uh, I think longevity, right? So I had conversations with creative conversations about talking to bits where it was like, but well, why don't you do this to kind of get more people watching? Why don't you do that? And that's all fascinating and all that stuff. But to me, the, what I keep going back to is the only number that matters to me is how the episode count go up. Because that tells me that I'm, that I'm still engaged with the industry, that I'm still in love with the industry because I'm wanting to come back. And since I give the listeners my time, I, I give them my heart because it's free. I'm giving all these, this is what we're doing here. We're doing this for free. I'm not paying you to be here. You're not paying me, <laughs> right? I enjoy your company though. <laughs> <laughs> that's value in itself for sure. Uh, but, but yeah, that's the thing about Bitcoin that, you know, I had a previous podcast and I, you know, I, I, my mind was like just always racing on like, how do I get numbers to go up? How do I get listeners to go up? How do I do all that? And only when I shifted over to just talking about Bitcoin that I figure out that it's like, you need to show up. You need to do it consistently and people need to know it over and over again. And a big part about it is, is car is that, you know, maybe, maybe you could correct me on this because you're around Bitcoiners a lot more and you get to listen to, to, to more stories, but like, you know, people from the environment that I came from, you know, of low poverty income, you know, to, to, to slinging crack, to doing all this stuff, don't get to this level. They don't get to this stage. Very rarely do they do. And I think that in Bitcoin, the culture in that sense is not represented well enough. Uh, maybe it's because there's no interest there yet, right? But I'm a really huge proponent on a lot of people talking about the CEOs is going to take Bitcoin over the top. I, I don't believe that. I, I believe when the culture gets in, in, engulfed in it, that's what takes it over the top. And, and this thing that I've been saying lately is, I don't know if you know about you know, Peacock, the streaming service. No. Absolute disaster, in my opinion. They were basically, it's an NBC streaming platform. Okay. So they were basically, they have a freemium on it. They basically just want anybody to watch this stuff. Since they uh, brought on Bel Air, which is the remake of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, really? They remade it with Will Smith or? Well, he's, he's part of that team, but he's not on the show. Okay. Uh, but it, 
it would be an injustice to the writers to say that this is a remake because it's completely different. Same characters, right? Same names, same faces, not same faces, but same characters, but completely different. But my point is, is that they really injected the culture into Peacock. And since Bel Air dropped on Peacock, they've had 30 million subscribers. Massive, right? They weren't doing that with The Office. They weren't doing that with all their other shows or whatever. But the culture always seems to show up and make something something. They either make it cool, they make it special, they make it different. And I think in Bitcoin, that's either a small voice or it's just completely ignored. And that's what I actually hope to bring to this show. Like the majority of the OG Bitcoiners may not care in that sense or, or see it as interesting. But there's so many people from my neighborhood that I know that love this information and need this information. And they're not getting it from the, you know, the OG Bitcoiners because they're on a different pedestal. They've already forgotten about these people. I hate to say these people, but that's just the most descriptive. This audience, that's a clever way of saying it. Um, so I want to know your opinions on culture. And it doesn't just have to be, you know, hip hop culture or the streets. But what is your opinion on how Bitcoin stands in the culture right now in the moment? Um, I, I, tr- I really try, and this is the honest opinion, like I, I really yeah. try not to pay attention to anything that's going on in the mainstream. Yeah. And I really stay hyper-focused with what's going on local. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it comes to like, how am I going to like, uh, quote unquote, uh, create the culture uh, for, you know, Thriller Bitcoin or what we do at Plub Lab or anything like that, I pull from my local community. Uh, I, I don't think about like, how am I going to scale to to Chicago or, or to Los Angeles or to, you know, sure. to wherever, Canada. Like, I don't think about that. I just think about like, um, I'm from Austin. Yeah. Um, I know what's cool in Austin. I've lived in Austin most of my life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So like, I know, I know, I know what's cool. So I, I can just pull from my Austin culture sure. and that's what I do. I just pull from my Austin culture. I, I don't, I don't pull from like anywhere else. And so, you know, you see that in a lot of what we do here, um, like for Austin Bitcoin Club or for Pleb Lab. It's just, it's all Austin culture. And it's, 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 and that's something like we just had a, um, a Bitcoin uh, community workshop uh, last, was it last Saturday or the, I think it was last Saturday yep. that, that we had a couple other uh, meetups uh, from different parts of the country come over and we did this whole full day of Bitcoin community workshop. Yep. And it was a it was a free workshop. It was all day. We went to go get food. It was a lot of fun. And and during that, um, me, Kyle, and Keon were talking about. They're like, "Car, what are you, so what are you going to do during this workshop?" And I was like, "I really don't know. Like, yeah. I had no agenda. I kind of had like a few little bullet points." Michael from Oshi was there, and we kind of had a couple ideas we were going to get into. Um, I knew what I wanted to talk about mostly, but ultimately, I just wanted to help them so that way they can go back to their communities and then build it up, exactly. right? And I just wanted to give them like a brain dump of what I've learned, what Michael's learned, what Kyle's learned, what Keon's learned from yeah. building community here in Austin, brain dump it to them and send it. And so what we did, we spent the whole day kind of going over just different things. And every time like a new topic would submerge, I would like write it down. And then over the course of the day, I had a full curriculum for, for a future workshop that I can nice. do a month from now. And then after that, uh, I asked for feedback. Yeah. And believe it or not, they gave me some really good feedback. They were like, we need more whiteboards, uh, things. We need, uh, we need opportunities for two days. It needs to be a two-day workshop. We shouldn't have gone for lunch. It was like really harsh. <laughs> it was like really harsh criticism. Yeah. And I was like, wow. It was like, I learned like seven, eight things that I should have done better. Yeah. But nowhere in those seven, eight things was the curriculum the issue. It was literally just the little small things because they wanted to like, be more they want to be they wanted to soak it in and we we were here for like 
eight hours, nine hours that day, just, just, and every time we would do like a whiteboard session, they would be like, oh, well, so that's how that worked. And that's how y'all did that. And, yeah. you know, and they were just kind of blown away by ZapRite and by Oshi and all this stuff. So I think, I think what you have to do, at least what I've learned is like, you have to build out what you can in your communities. And then you have to go, you know, for lack of a better word, go open source it and share it with everybody else. And that's why, like, if you go to thrillerbitcoin.com, you'll see the full curriculum there. You'll see the photos that we took, at, even at the end of the night. We went to, we took him to one of our, our, our friend's uh, house here and we, we fed him a steak dinner nice. and we had, we sent him on their way. Like it was a, it was a great evening, but that's the kind of like, um, that's the kind of hospitality you have to show people that come into town yeah. in order for them to go back and recreate that same type of uh, community aspect in their own town. And that's kind of where I grabbed the culture from, yeah. but that's the same type of culture that I've always gotten from Austin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah. a culture. Like when I grew up on the east side, like that was that was the culture that we had back then because you would have like the, the the Chicanos and then you would have like the hippies and then you would have like the punk rockers and then you would have like all these different mix up of people. And then like me and my cousin would just be like coming down from East Six, right? And then we would come down and then we would make a right and we'd go into the White Horse and we would be just be dancing or hanging out with like some kind of like. Um, I don't know, country band. And yeah. we'd be drinking Lone Stars with like some like hippies that came into town or whatever. And we would just be having fun. And then we'd walk down and we'd hang out with our neighbor who was like, you know, blasting Tejano music or something. And that was just like the full on culture that we had. So it's, it was always very welcoming to Austin. And that's the thing that I love about Bitcoiners in Austin is that we're trying to keep that same welcoming kind of style that's always been about Austin. It's always been about culture. It's always been very welcoming. And we're just trying to keep that here. And I think you're doing that successfully, yeah. Even, Hopefully. Yeah, no, even just speaking, I tell this, I think I say it every time I see yeah. you, but I remember the first time reaching out uh, uh, to somebody, anybody. I threw it just a shot in the dark. I was able to land the position in Unchained. I knew Austin could be a possibility in, in that example. <laughs> yeah. I threw a shot in the dark out there, and I don't know if it was the heavens. I don't know if you were just scrolling Twitter that day. But you jumped in there immediately, and that hospitality was present immediately. Yeah, that's how we are here in Austin. You see, but I, I think um, you, you say that. Well, maybe you don't say that like that. I don't want to put words in your mouth. But, like, I guess it, where I'm from, it's not like that. Like, there's no welcome yeah. in hospitality. As a matter of fact, they probably, like, want you to go. And that's yeah. Uh, so, to me, it's like, it, it's humbling to get exposure. But I do like how you're saying, then you give the exposure and then they go back to their communities and then provide that, you know, for their community. Yeah, because I think that's the only way, like, there's a lot of people that really, like, we were just talking about this on PBS yesterday. Uh, they, they, were, they were basically saying, like, oh, spaces, like, Twitter spaces can scale or Clubhouse can scale. And I firmly disagree. Me too. I, I, I don't think do Twitter mean? spaces can scale. I don't think clubhouses can scale <laughs> um, because you have to go go around and shake hands and kiss babies. Like you have to go and build those real relationships to like scale anything. And like, that's how that works. It's yeah. work. It's built on relationships. Like you, that's how you get every Bitcoiner in your city on board. It's a Bitcoin. You actually have to go out there, yeah. get them like, like Kyle, Kyle's one of my best friends. And like, he literally, every time he goes, we go anywhere. That dude is like, do you want that tip in Bitcoin? And I have to sit there. I have to sit there for five, 10 minutes as Kyle does his normal spiel trying to get them on Bitcoin. And sometimes, like 95% of the time, he's gotten so much better. I've seen it in the beginning where he would, it would just be, you strike. Like I would just make fun of him because he would just like literally miss. And then like he slowly, 
Now he's like batting like 94 batting average. Like he's hitting, he's like knocking these down really fast. Getting his reps in. Yeah, he's like really good at onboarding. And he does that. And that's literally what you have to do. You have to onboard every single person. It's like Noah's Ark, bro. You have to get everybody on the boat. Interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, so now that we're in that, what is you, from what you've listened in or your experience and how you do it, what is the art of orange spelling? What's the strategy behind <sighs> orange spelling? Because sometimes you get into like, the ramble conversation with the person you're talking yeah. to, like their eyes glaze over. Yeah. They have no idea what it is you're talking about. It depends. It depends who, who am I, who am I orange, orange pilling? Like, give me an example. Give me a person. Me. You, you're already <laughs> orange pilled. It depends like who, okay. who I'm talking to. Like if it's somebody from Capital Factory, that's like a, a web three Ethereum, yeah. Ethereum bro. Yeah. I won't waste my time. Mm. Like I will not waste. They'll have to figure it out on their own. Um, if it's somebody that's like, uh, that is like just like a, a grandma from, I'll, I'll tell her about Bitcoin. Okay. Right. And then eventually she'll get it. If it's, if it's, uh, some young kid or something like that, I'll, I'll tell them about Bitcoin, how it's much cooler than your, your stupid NFT. Right. Yeah. And like what you can do on lightning and stuff. So it really just depends on the person. Like I'm going to try to find that angle that I think it will appeal to them a little bit better than everything else. But I don't think there is a right or wrong way to orange pill people. Yeah. Like, I think, uh, I think that's just silly. I think everybody's a little bit different. Like, yeah. the way I got into Bitcoin is always going to be different than the way the next person got into Bitcoin, right? And you got in with Gary, right? Gary Orange? No, like, I actually got into Bitcoin originally by a friend sending me the Joe Rogan Andreas clip. Okay, I, I'm not versed on that. Yeah, I think it was like 2014 or 2015, like around there okay. when he okay. sent him the... When he like went, remember when Andreas used to go on Joe Rogan all the time? And like, I think he went on like twice, but he would go on there. Yeah, I didn't know that. And like, yeah, go back and listen to it. It was a hell of, I think it was, yeah, yeah, there was two. I think there was two. So like Joe Rogan knew a long time. I think even, I think even Andreas actually gave him like a thousand Bitcoin or something. It was like like on the show. I don't remember, but it it was some ridiculous amount. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it was like seeing that clip and then going on local Bitcoin and buying some Bitcoin. It was like, that's how. Okay. Right. And yeah. then when you you, t- you said it earlier that Gary Orange put you so yeah. Oh, then like yeah, we w- I went through the whole shit corner out because okay. you have to learn hard. Went through the crash. You you start crying. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Every, every like every you know everybody starts as a shit corner. And then it was like meeting Gary mm-hmm. at the Texas Bitcoin conference, which wasn't a Bitcoin conference. It was a shit coin conference, like Gary says. And then meeting Gary, and Gary's like, you know, I'm gonna start this like. Bitcoin only conference. Like I remember him telling me this in like yeah. 2018. He was telling me this. And I was like, who is this guy? Like yeah. and he was like Hall of Famer podcaster. And I was just like, okay. And uh, we would keep in contact. And over the course of like those years, those early years, he would say, you know, Carr, if you would if you would just do Bitcoin full time, you'd be much more <laughs> successful than you are right now on doing this shitcoin thing or whatever. I'd be like, I'd be like, I don't you think like like really like yeah. like but you know what did i know i was still doing shit coinery shit right yeah. and then like over time i started seeing the 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 stuff that you know like you have uh brad mills talking about like stuff i will not talk about publicly but there's there's a lot of shady shit that i saw in the crypto space that really scarred the fuck out of me really? yeah yeah and i probably won't ever say on camera but sure. like i'll tell you off camera the stuff that i saw yeah. it was just disgusting dude wow. uh and then so after that point i realized like i'm gonna go private so i went like i did my own like premium feed and like did full-on premium only podcasting 
And uh, at that point, I realized, you know what? Like, I started going to Bitblock Boom, and like Gary would be like, "Yeah, just come. You don't need a. You don't need a pay for a ticket. Just come. Just come, car." You know. And then like over the course of those years, it was just like getting orange pilled by yeah. Gary and being in contact with him, and that's kind of what it was. It was just like if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Gary Leland, yeah, who knows where car would be right now? All right, just on that same question there then. And this could be like car personally or car Bitcoin related. Where would car be right now without Austin, Texas? No, that was always the plan. It was always to come to Austin. Like there, there was, yeah, there was never, yeah, there was never an so option. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. even at a younger age, like at, at 12, 11, 10, I would go visit my cousins in Austin. Like it was never. Uh, and it always called you. Yeah. Yeah. It was always a thing. Okay. So, yeah. if we, if, so let's hypothetically, we strip Austin away from you right now. What does Car do? What do you mean you strip Austin away? Like, you, like you, you can't you, say you, that. You, there, you, how are you, you going to strip Austin? Got kicked out of Austin. I can't get kicked out of Austin. I love that, but let's be hypothetical, <laughs> man. Let's have fun here. He, he doesn't even <laughs> want to put you out there. There's not even a possibility. I mean, does, are, is are they dropping nukes on us? I'm going down with the nukes. Is I heard that, we were in World War Three. Then, then I'm I'm going down defending Austin. I love it. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna die on this hill. That's like, dope because I would have hypothetically at least tried something, but you just no, nah, like, bro. Like, like no, like it. This is this is what we're trying to build here. Like if 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 Austin doesn't succeed, then I, I want to be anywhere else. Like like yeah, this is the last stand. Yeah, and and it, like it's getting so bad out there now. Like I don't have time to pay attention to all that stuff. Like a lot of people want to talk about that stuff and what's going on and. You know, I pray for peace on earth every morning. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I don't have time for that stuff. Like, I don't have time to pay attention to it. It's not that I don't care. It's just that I got to build faster. I got I to gotta create faster. I got to onboard the rest of my community faster. And if I don't work nearly as fast, then how am I supposed to try to save my town? Like, it, yeah. it, th- that's why a lot of people are like, oh, are, are, you, uh, are you doing too much? Can you handle the thing? And I'm like, am I doing enough? Mm. Like, uh, is that enough to get us to the point where I can save my city? Like, that's how I feel. I feel like it's like it's necessary to do that amount of work so that way I can save my town. So I don't look at it like it's a um, it's a uh, yeah, it's good creative outlets. But at the same time, it's necessary outlets in order to save the city. So, you know, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's just amazing in that sense that you wouldn't even circle around. Or, like you said, you'll go down with the city before you even think. Yeah, because if you think about it, like, yeah, sure, I don't need to do Thriller Bitcoin. Yeah. But then we don't have a pleb newspaper. Yeah. Then we all we have is Austin American Statesman. Yeah. And then where do the Bitcoiners get their Bitcoin-only news? Right. Right? right so especially Austin-only centric Bitcoin-only news, then we don't have it. So it, it needs, like, somebody has to do these things. Like, if we don't do these things, then... Then what? What? Who? Who does it? Like, who's gonna pick up the mantle and run with it? Yeah. Like, I'm tired of like uh, personally where like you know I I see myself where I'm like could I do more and I'm like yeah I can like I think I can squeeze in this to to make this post to cover this news like here recently we just had two resolutions passed that Remy covered on Friday here in Austin right There's one that Mayor Adler passed or is trying to pass this resolution on the 24th of March where he's, he's backed by stacks. There's a lot of shady shit going on. I don't know, I don't know the specifics on it. Go read the article. It's on Thriller Bitcoin. But a resolution about like a law? Like laws being passed? What do you mean by that? I would say go read the article. Okay. Because the word resolution, what do you mean? Like moves being done? Or? Exactly. Okay. Moves being done. And then there's another resolution done by McKinsey 
Um, she's part of the city council treasury, I believe, um, that's pro-Bitcoin. And then there's another one by Mayor Adler, another resolution that's very crypto-centric, backed by stacks, mm. right? And so these two resolutions exist right now in the city of Austin, and no one knows about it, right? Yeah. They had a press conference on Friday. Usually when you do press conference on Friday, you try to sneak them through the weekend, and it's just like, no, hush-hush, you don't see it, right? Yeah. So that's why we need a, a Bitcoin-centric newspaper in Austin that's covering this stuff, because Austin is the Bitcoin mecca, in my opinion. And I think if we don't have something like that covering this stuff and paying attention to this stuff, then we're going to miss this kind of stuff, this kind of news that's important. Because people and companies that are in the shitcoin space, they do this kind of stuff behind closed doors. And I, I, the only reason I know that is because I used to be involved in work with sh uh, shitcoin companies when I was covering the crypto space in like 2017, right? Like I, I, would saw, I saw how they worked firsthand. Wow. So that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm keen on their tactics. Yeah. Right? So, like, that's why it's important that I do these certain things. And that's why it's important that that information gets out. And I'm so proud of Remy for, um, for, for covering it and for writing yeah. it up. Yeah. Now, it, it, you can see how passionate I am about it. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's amazing. It's always great talking to you, even off the mic. So this isn't just for the show, guys. We have these conversations. Um, so... You, you you nailed that spot where, you know, Bitcoiners here in Austin, you know, get that real untainted news. Um, how long before it spills out to the rest of the states? Right. Because I think I would make that argument that that needs to happen everywhere here. And I know your focus is here. What? Like a pleb newspaper for everybody? Just, you know, that that clean news, that real news. I think I think I, that's my hope. Right. Like uh, I'm, I'm a big believer that be the example, you know, for for everybody. Right. Like I think yeah. there was a. Uh, uh, he's probably a bad example, but there's a lot of great leaders that have always said, like, if you, if you want to, you know, change the world, like, be the change you want to see, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can set the example for everybody else. And either people are going to see you dancing by yourself like a lunatic, or they're going to be like, that looks cool. I think I'm going to go ahead and do that too. And my hope is, like, there will be other, you know, local Bitcoin newspapers that pop up in every major town and like they can start doing it on their own. They start covering their local bit devs. They start covering their local Bitcoin meetups and they start reporting their own local news the right way. Like, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that could be really cool for, for, for Bitcoiners. I think that's a really needed thing in, in, in America right now is like really high, really good news. Like on, on Thriller Bitcoin, we cover really good news. Yeah. Like it's not bad news on there. Yeah. Like it's 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 like uh, black and white photography. There's no there's no color photography, just because these days when you look at any type of website, it's always like color photography and it looks completely like fake news. I don't care what website you go to. Whenever I see a color picture and it, it has news attached to it, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it anymore. But when I when we, when I, we did when we did Thriller Bitcoin, me and Remy were like, you know. There's something about black and white photography and seeing other Bitcoiners that we know in our own city that feels very authentic, that feels very real. And uh, I just think it uh, just feels like real news. Yeah. And I think on that, like if you use the newspaper, the current way of things as an example, there is a space for your local newspaper. Back home is the Telegram and Gazette. But then there's the Washington Post. right? And then this one that has like this national coverage or whatever. Um, I would be fascinated to see Thrill of Bitcoin get to that Washington Post level. And I know the focus is here in Austin. Yeah, you have to have a low time preference, right? Like you have yeah, to you have yeah. to like slowly 
roll this out over sense. time. Well, that I know that's the legacy newspaper outlet or whatever, but will that same similar system work in this scenario? Yeah, like right now it's just a website, right? Okay. And we cover local news here that's Bitcoin related in Austin. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, I, I see us creating like quarterly Bitcoin newspapers that we that we re, that we drop off at the Bitcoin Commons and we have like a lightning address and it costs like you know, a hundred Satoshis and you pick it up and you can either pay, it's going to be an honor system. You either pay it or you don't and you just steal it. <laughs> I like honor but system. Bitcoiners are usually honest, right? Um, and then we have it at Shiner's, our local Bitcoiner bar. We have it here at Pleb Lab. We have it at different places like at Meteor where that's a, that's a Bitcoin uh, coffee shop. We have it at different places that Bitcoiners hang out so they can grab their newspaper and we charge like 50 sats or whatever yeah, it is sure. to pick one up. And then eventually we could get to a place to where maybe we do it once a month. And then eventually we get to a place where we do it like once a week. And then eventually we get to a place we can do it once a day. Yeah. And just have to have a, a, a low time preference. Like, because right now, like, it's just, it's run on donations. There's no ads. And that's just kind of what we do. Yeah. Until we get, like, until, like, until, like, lightning gets there to where we can start having, like, you know, lightning per post and stuff like that. And I think Marty's building it. So hopefully yeah. we'll get there one day. That's fantastic. So the, uh, um, that's, and, and that's value for value. Exactly. What you're doing here on this podcast is value for value. So, the so same I, stuff that we believe, the same thing, stuff that Fountain's doing with Oscar and Stacker's yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you what do you think about? Uh, well, you obviously think very good things about. So, what's the next step in value for value, or is it just stay like this? Is it lightning improvements? Is it just the way the model works? What do you think value for value happens here, or this, is it just always just a donation system? Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I. I I, I try not to think too long term, yeah. like like over over the course of like the next five years, six years. Yeah. Like, um, but like I think what you're doing is amazing. I think like you have your podcast and you're and you're stuck on like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do it value for value, and we're gonna do like lightning, and we're gonna do it on a fountain, we're gonna do it in all these places, and we're gonna promote our own our own stuff. And the way you do it is fantastic, right? Yeah. You shoot high quality stuff here. You shoot great audio, lighting, everything, and like. Obviously, making a trip to Austin, like that's big. Like you're doing really good, high quality stuff, and you're providing great value. So you sh- that should be, you know, that should be provided. You should be getting value for that. And I think, yeah. I think over the course of time, people will see it, and you will. It's just a matter of just like, you know, like Marty always yeah. says, the blog never sleeps, the pod never sleeps. It's just the way it, the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I see it as a nice um, a feedback system, a feedback mechanism in itself. Yeah, it's really cool to get sats and, you know, the donations and the value. But if, if you start, sort of like Stacker News in a sense, if you start to see this as every single sat that comes in as being like a metric, like a validation that goes up, I think that helps carve your, you know, your creativity into a better, into a better position. So if I do something <clears throat> consistently on the show and I'm starting to see like it, it's starting to trickle in, you know, I no longer really see that as sats. I kind of see that as like the people like that, the people respond yeah, to that. for it's sure. It's a really good mechanism. Uh, I think Keon is hitting down Stacker News a little bit. I mean, yeah. Are you posting your stuff on Stacker News? I, I just started to. There was a, the, the, the gentleman I had on my show last. So the very one, I think the very first time you had um, one of the, the talks here at, at, at Pled Labs um, with the Austin Bitcoin Club, that's when I met Keon. And right there, Keon actually onboarded me to Stacker News. Boss. He, he told me to pull out my phone. He, he asked me if I had a lightning wallet. He put me on. But to be honest, I fell off that train. Like after I left here, I didn't really find Oh, really? Him. Yeah, no, this is wow. to be honest. So now there's a gentleman, I don't know if you know him or not, he's a podcaster as well. His name is John Crabtree, and he's doing a show now. He was actually on my last episode. 
And he's really like big on Stacker News. Like he, he loves watching y'all. By the way, yeah, he told me. About oh, that. cool. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I love watching Car. I love watching. Uh, oh, uh, awesome. Yeah. But he basically was like, he he reminded me. He was like, well, how are you not posting the podcast on Stacker News? Yeah, you should be. Like that's like free sats. Yeah, but I should be, and and I'm, I'm going to start to do that thing. Uh, I'm going to start to get back into that. But it, it, sometimes it just takes for that person to remind you again. But I do want to do that on Stacker News because back to that feedback mechanism. If it does well on Stacker News, then I know I'm doing well with the content that's being. Yeah, and we we talked about this before. Like uh, us as as Bitcoiners, we need to stop using the bullshit mainstream systems, and and I, I really firmly believe that. Yeah, we need to stop promoting YouTube. We need to stop promoting Google. We need to stop promoting Microsoft. We need to stop promoting like all these fucking fiat, fucking monopolistic systems. Fuck them. They can yeah. fuck off. Right. What we need, we need to start doing is eating our own dog food. We need to start promoting Bitcoin TV, TFTC, Fountain, Stacker News, like Pleb Lab, like all these things, like Unchained, like all these things that like really are what we are building. This yeah. this new system. Like we need to start eating our own dog food. Yeah. Right. And like, I just, I just, whenever I see other people using this stuff, I'm just like, why are we doing this? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's such. A, it's like it's like. It's like taking one foot, one step forward, yeah. and then like scraping your knee against something, or like it just stubbing your toe. It's like, yeah. why are we doing this to ourselves? Yeah. Like me, I just, I only care about Bitcoin TV and Fountain at yeah. this point. Like when I post a video or when I post a uh, podcast, if it shows up on iTunes or whatever, cool. But I don't care. Yeah. No, and, and it's uh, if the RS, RSS is going to do what the RSS is going to do. Correct, right. If that's if it's if that's automated and somebody else is pulling it because it's just a a creepy crawler that's coming through the the interwebs or the intertubes, whatever, like then that's going to do what it's going to do, and it's going to find those services regardless because that's just how awful privacy and tracking works, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm going to make sure it shows up on Fountain, and I'm going to make sure that it shows up on Bitcoin TV, and everything else can fuck off. Yeah, and it took a conversation with you to get me there because I was already during the show, at the end of the show, giving my call to actions to Bitcoin TV and all that. But my post that I was posting was still like my Spotify link or whatever like that. And then I had a conversation with you and it was similar to that, which is like, man, why the fuck are we you know, promoting these shitty algorithms and these conglomerates that are obviously making gazillions of dollars off of us and doing nothing for us? And back to the needing somebody to kind of remind you of that. It was that conversation with you. And now, yeah, since then, I agree with you 1,000%. Well, why the fuck do I want to promote Spotify? Spotify ain't even being 100 with me, right? Yeah. Like I go to my Spotify dashboard or my anchor dashboard, I should say, right? And it's like, I can't even believe these numbers that are there because they're probably completely tainted. They're probably false. And they're probably built to have that little pop-up in the top that says, hey, you can now start doing ads on your show. So it, it, it's, a, it's a shitty situation for a career because there's, there's no feedback system there. I don't know if I'm doing well or not unless anchor tells me I'm doing well or not. Right. And, then, and, and and your conversation with me was like, well, I need to go back to the systems that are doing yeah, that. Yeah. Like it's, it's fiat. It's fiat thinking. It, it's it fiat is. mindset. There, we don't need validation. We're Bitcoiners. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. And I think <laughs> and, and I think that there's just too many of us that have one foot into this fiat system and then one foot out, mm. one foot into this Bitcoin system. And, and it's like it's like we just need to pick a fucking side already. We have fucking nukes probably launching right now as we talk. Sure. We don't know. But like that's what I'm trying to say. We need to pick a fucking side and we just need to go. And, and that's just how I feel right now. Yeah. Like there's just no time to play around anymore. Like the, the thing that Parker writes about gradually, then suddenly, like, who knows where we're at at this yeah. point? Like, 
who knows where are we in the gradually part? Are we in the suddenly part? Like, where are we at there? Like, are we at the end of gradually? We're at the beginning of suddenly? Who the fuck knows? But I know it's going to happen, and it's probably going to happen very fast because Parker predicted it like four or five years ago, whatever it was when he wrote that. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, the time that we had, we thought that we were going to have this decade, nah. It's gone. I, I, me personally, that's why. That's how I feel. Like, yeah. I feel like it has to happen. We have to move at a faster rate. And, um, yeah, but I can only speak for myself. Yeah. Another fascinating thing that I got from you is the, uh, the concept of the uh, uh, every four year having the creators coming every four years. And then there's the new bigger. Did, I get, did we have that conversation? What do you mean? That, like, we're setting up for the, the people that are coming in the next having. That was you that we were having that conversation with. Oh, are you talking about, like, different versions of Bitcoiners? Yeah, basically that, like, you know, there was, like, like Marty and them were, like, that previous having, right? And they kind of set the stage. I don't know. I, I feel, I, no, I think it was, I think maybe you're thinking of a different conversation, but. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I like, yeah, I think, I think the conversation that I'm thinking of is, like, there's different versions of Bitcoin in, in its history, okay. right? Like you, you, like I guess every having there's like a new entrance of Bitcoiners that come in, right? Right? I would say like, like yeah, sure, I came in at 2015, but am I really a 2015 Bitcoiner? No, right? I'm yeah. probably like a 2020 Bitcoiner. Yeah. yeah. When you really like look at the brass tacks of it. Yeah. Um, so I think my mindset is different than that of a, a Bitcoiner from the past. Gotcha. I just look at it different. Because I'm from a 2020 version of Bitcoin, yeah, right. And then so when these these 2024 versions of Bitcoin Bitcoiners come in, they're probably going to think like I'm completely. I look at they're going to look at it different than the way I look at. They're going to look at Bitcoin different than the way I looked at Bitcoin different. And I I know for me personally, just like man, I can speak for myself only, but I know like when I talk to, I know when I talk to like uh, people that are Bitcoiners from like a different year like early, early Bitcoin, I'm like, they worry about different things that I didn't even think about to worry. Sure. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm just like, wow, my mind's not even there yet. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not focused on that. Like I'm focused on Club Lab. I'm focused on TFTC. I'm focused on like what I'm doing. I'm trying to make sure that works. But then, you know, these are Bitcoiners from an earlier part of the last decade that, you know, yeah. Are probably well off by now, sure. right? Um, so that's how I, I kind of look at it. Like yeah. I just I just look at it like there's just that their worries are different than my worries as a 2020 Bitcoiner, if that makes any yeah. sense. So like sense, yeah. I, I have to try to onboard as a 2020 Bitcoiner, I have to try to onboard all these new Bitcoiners that are going to be coming in 2022, 2023, 2024. Yeah. So that way, those new recruits <laughs> can start onboarding the 2024, 2025. 2026 Bitcoiners, yeah. just like the, the, the 2017, 2018, 2019 Bitcoiners onboarded me, right? right. It's like, it's that, it's, it's very much, that's how I look at and perceive it. Yeah. I don't know if that's a conversation we're having. I think it was, yep. But that's just how I look at it. But I could be completely wrong. What the fuck do I know? I'm a young Bitcoiner. No, I think you're right because some of the, the OG Bitcoiners, um, some of them have like, you know, like you said, the new Bitcoiners think of it differently. So they ostracize some of the older Bitcoiners. Some of them are love. Some of them are praised, but then some of them are ostracized, and I think it's because. What do you mean by ostracized? Like they call them, they're called spooks. They, you know, they get you know old shit brought up against them or whatever. And it's really these new Bitcoiners that are doing all that. Fucking oh, thing. really? I think so. Like, like the dudes that are on Twitter, in my opinion, that are like. Oh, I don't believe anything on Twitter. Right, I don't either. But like those dudes that are like really hung over on like calling people out spooks and and having these, especially like the older Bitcoiners. Yeah, Twitter's not a real place. 
Jose. <laughs> Give me more of that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a real place. Yeah. Like, it's just not a real place. Well, I know that, but what do you mean? Go deeper in that. It's just not. Like, there, there's real life, yeah. and then there's Twitter. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of noise. I live in real life. I don't live on Twitter. Right. Yeah, like, you, that's just what I mean by that. Yeah. Like, like you know, how, you know how there's, like, uh, people that think there's, like, people that wear masks outside, yeah. and then, like, you know, we're just driving out from going to get something to eat, and we're driving behind those those kids, <laughs> And, and then, like, uh, you on that? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying yeah. we're, we're, we're driving behind those kids, and some of them were wearing a mask. And I think somebody in the car, I don't know, I'm not gonna dox them, but they're no, it wasn't you, I don't know who it was, but somebody was like, Oh, they're not gonna make it, yeah, like, oh, okay, yeah, like, okay. like, their, their view of the world, like, those people who are wearing masks and and you know, that got vaxxed and all this stuff, like, like, they live in a different world than where me and you live in, right? Like, yeah. I don't live in that world, yeah. I don't know what world that is, yeah. but I don't live in the same world those people that wear masks do. Yeah, that's all I mean by what I just said. It's right. just like that's stuck in the fake world. I, I know. I'm just saying, like that's not a real world. Yeah, like that. That's probably a real world for them. Yeah, but that's not a real world for Car. Yeah, like I don't know what that world is. I I couldn't even comprehend it. Like, yeah. does that make sense or it no? It does make sense. Absolutely. Now, now, would you try to like explain to that person that their no, 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 no. Like, who am I to say their world isn't real? Yeah, I'm just I just know that that's not a real world. Yeah, yeah. So that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, so let's circle. One I feel more like time. we're getting into hot button issues. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're hot doing, takes. Right? That's why these conversations hot are really takes. Awesome. Yeah. And we we have these conversations often, Mike. Yeah, we do sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. So. Hopefully, when I'm out here, it's gonna happen more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so you're around. You know, a lot of the happenings and and the newer stuff. What what has you most excited in Bitcoin right now? From you know what you hear or what you've seen. What's the, the devs. The devs? Anything specific yeah. just overall the devs? Um, yeah, there's tons of projects that I'm super bullish on. Uh, Moonbase 5, what Thomas is doing. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's still kind of in stealth a little bit. Um, super bullish on him. Really bullish on him. I think I think that kid's brilliant. Um, there's uh, what Lightning Escrow is doing with like Super Testnet and Tristan. Yep. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say yeah. 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 Is it is it the devs working on Lightning specifically, or just any dev in Bitcoin? I think I think uh, most people don't understand that when you're in a room full of wizards, yeah. And I call them wizards because some of the things that they do, like on a whiteboard session, and then after a course of like five seven minutes, and you see like three or four of them, and they'll do they'll do a whiteboard session after a course of like seven minutes, they'll be like, hmm, I think we just solved the problem in Bitcoin. Let's go to lunch, right? Yeah. And then they're like, and then it just stays there, and then they'll go wipe it off, and we'll just go eat velvet taco down the street. Yeah. And then I'm looking at them like, should we take a picture of that and like send it to somebody? Nah. It's just like raced. Do, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. and then there's another whiteboard session where I'll see them do something and like, that looks like that uh that could help uh, a lot of people. Yeah. Too bad we don't have the time to do it. <laughs> just wipe it off. Yeah. And I see that on a weekly basis. Wow. And, then, and, and that's to me is probably why we did the hackathon today. It's like we need more developers. Yeah. Because we have so many ideas in Bitcoin and we just don't have enough developers. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's tragic because like the, the, the amount, and don't get me wrong, there's a, there's a lot of people like 1031, there's TVP, there's a lot of VCs that are putting money into Bitcoin, right? Um, like Vulgar, 
like there's a lot of people that are trying to put money into, into Bitcoin only companies. And I, I praise them. They're some of the best people in the world really are doing God's mission, I believe. Yeah. But with that being said, we need more. Yeah. Like there needs to be way more because there's a, a lot of ideas out there that are not funded. Right. Yeah. And it, it's uh, when I look at something like Plub Lab, what we do here and how we help devs and all that stuff, it's like, man, that's just because it's me, Kyle and Keon. And like we don't get paid yeah. <laughs> for doing any of this. Like it's all we all work for free. Yeah. Right. Like all of us work for free. We none of us get paid anything yeah. for what we do. Um, and imagine if like we could afford to pay somebody to like do this like full time, like Kyle's full time. I'm like full time, like running back and forth like a chicken, you know, up and down little field back to pleb lab, little field. Like it's just like back and forth, Bitcoin comments, pleb lab, Bitcoin is like back and forth. But it's like, man, imagine like if we had another person that could dedicate all day, like yeah. it'd be like, dude, how much more could we get done? Right. How faster could we work here at pleb lab? How much more fishing could we get if we had like that much funding? Like yeah. that much, not even that much, just like that much. Yeah. Like it wouldn't even take that much. It would literally take like that much. Just a little bit. Yeah, just like we're, dude, we're used to eating dirt. Yeah. Like I love dirt now. It tastes fucking amazing. <laughs> like I could make a great mud pie, but like imagine if we had that much to pay somebody to do this like full time. Who was actually like very good and, and efficient and that were like dedicated here all day yeah. for the devs. Like that would be amazing. They could do all these things for them. Like we already have the foundation, we have all the connections, we can help them with all the everything else, but we still need more people to help us get these open source projects out there. But is that far off? I pray for that every day. Every morning I pray for that. Maybe one day God will grant that wish. Okay, so you don't know that I was gonna ask if that is that far off, is that situation? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I pray for it every day. I pray for that every morning. No, but uh, but I, I, even even with that being said, I yeah. will say we're, we're we're at a sustainable part in, in our um, and fast too. What's been the timeline for for Club Labs? Oh, uh, we started Austin Bitcoin Club in June, July. June, July. I bought the domain in February, March of last year. So you're approaching a year. Um, yeah, I had the idea last year, like in like in February, March. Most yeah. people don't know that. Uh, I just didn't have the right person to help me build it. Yeah. And then I met Kyle, right? Uh, and then me and Kyle, we locked in really good, like in June. And then at that point, um, we went to Miami. I met Keon, came back, me and Keon, best friends almost immediately. It was weird. We had like an instant connection. And then, met, and then I met Kyle, best friends almost instantly, instant connection. But we're all Bitcoiners. I think that's just natural. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, it was uh, launching Austin Bitcoin Club. I want to say it was July or August, somewhere around there. And then Pleb Lab, I always get the timelines wrong because Bitcoin's way longer than what it seems. I want to say it was like October or November we launched. Maybe October. Kyle, tell me if I'm wrong. Like Kyle will let you know. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was October. Um, and then at that point, it was just like running. Like maybe September, October, somewhere that we launched Pleb Lab. Yeah. And then we got everybody in. And uh, yeah, it's just been like nonstop go. We 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 we've learned a lot. I yeah. I think that's why I said at this point, Plub Labs never gonna die. Yeah, like we're good. But uh, 
damn, dude. Imagine if we had like that much. <laughs> Imagine what we could do. Like, yeah, yeah. fuck, take dude. over the world if you like. You guys. No, no, it's not even taking. It's not even taking the taking over the world. It's just like being able to help more devs. Yeah. Like we've already helped a lot of the devs that have come through here. Like lighting escrow. Thing. Like yeah. Oshi. Like freaking Zapright. Like Stacker News. Like. Yeah. You know, you just go down the list. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. imagine, like, if we had another person we could we could get on board or, like, it would be it'd be crazy because then we can even help even more and we could churn out even more Bitcoin companies. Then we can actually save, save, save the world potentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's such a, a, a thankless job, like you're saying. I mean, you guys don't get paid. I mean, you, you get love and, and all that stuff, but... It's proof of work. Exactly. And if you guys were... Like, what have you done for Bitcoin lately? That's how I feel. It's like, what have you done for us lately, Carl? And And I'm like, I'm I'm trying to do it every day. Let's use that little bit there. If you guys were were that little bit fiat-minded, I I think this would implode. Because you would... Yeah. And and, and, and like, so in in the the crypto space, Mm -hmm. uh, like, you see how it's built there, right? Like, you see how the Ethereum Foundation props up Joseph Lubin's consensus, right? And then they have decrypt media and like it's all like some kind of weird like you know and it's all funded by shit tokens yeah. right like it's like it's so shady dude and and they literally built all that with like shit coinery yeah and it's like here in bitcoin you can't do that it's like yeah. it requires like actual bitcoin yeah to 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 do stuff like that or it requires you to just do blood sweat and tears and like actual manual uh, like labor and yeah. doing it for free in order to build something like that. And I think that's what people don't realize is like in order to build something like that, you have to be willing to do it for free in Bitcoin or give up your Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. One of the two. There is no middle. That's, how, how, how much do you agree with or disagree with the old Kaiser thing where Bitcoin sucks the poison out of everything? Who's, who's what that's are you talking Max about? Kaiser. Bitcoin sucks the what? He's just saying that Bitcoin just sucks the poison out of everything. Like, out of all the bad, out of all the evil, Bitcoin will suck it out of it. But it expose it. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Like, Yeah, it's, it's that's that where, like, you can't, you have to be genuine and you have to be upfront. front or Bitcoin will expose you. I think it's the gist of that situation. And if you have any type of, like, fuckery going on or whatever, once again, the, 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 the community and the asset itself is so true that you have no, no other alternative but to be straight up or, like I said, get exposed. And that's a Kaiser thing. He talks about that a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. I would have to like think about it long term. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's very true because I think if you bring what I call fiat moves over to, to Bitcoin, I think it's similar to what you were just saying that if you bring any type of fiat tactics, as I like to call them, into Bitcoin, uh, okay. you'll get thrown on front street. You'll lose. You, you end up losing in that situation. And it's just because of- You have a fiat mindset? Yeah, yeah. Because that a lot of people are coming from fiat mindset in every industry, whether it's you know the podcast, looking for an angle or something, right? Exactly. Yeah, and looking to you know what what, what people call the come up, right? like come up off of people, right? And that's a fiat mindset, right? Yeah. And in Bitcoin, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. So right, it's, it's so, proof of work. Yeah. yeah exactly. So he just says a little. He's a little bit more metaphorically, but I, I believe that's the consensus of that is. It sucks out of the poison, meaning you can't bring those fiat moves over here. It just doesn't work. Yeah, he's probably going full Gonzo on that or something. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about Kaiser? I think people are going against Kaiser. Uh, I don't have time to watch him as much as I used to, yeah. like in like in twenty twenty. Um, I think he lost his shit, but maybe I know. I actually, I actually haven't. I, I've only met him one time. Yep. Um, like in twenty eighteen. Um, and I think I interviewed him. I think. Yeah, nice. Um, 
But uh, it was a nice exchange. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a nice exchange. But um, he, he doesn't. He doesn't even know who I am. He doesn't know I exist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we went. Did you? Did you? Did you go with me? The oh no, no, you weren't here when he had the. Uh, the fuck you, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so I saw him there. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I saw. He, he just went. He went full. He went full yeah, max. Man. He went full max on that. Yeah, yeah. That was funny as hell. It was yeah, just like yeah. a comedy show or whatever. I try to keep up with them for sure. Uh, I, I I think he's kind of gone off his rails, and I don't know if that's by design, right? Because sometimes you go off the rails, you. I hate to say get engagement because I don't know if he needs any engagement, but uh, it, it's something about Max and and just that whole show in general seems very different from when I got put onto it and when I was listening to it to what it is now. Oh, no, I haven't recently seen it, and like, I can't put my finger on. It. Like I can't really give you a reason or why, but I just know that I really used to enjoy that show. And then something. Are you happened. talking about like his? Uh, uh, what's what Stacy? Um, the Max Kaiser show. No, no, no. The Kaiser Report? Is it the Orange Pro Podcast? I think it's the Orange Pro Podcast. Oh, no, no. I don't listen to the Kaiser Report. I, I did hear that good stuff. But no, he has the, the show with Stacey. With Stacey uh, the Orange Pro one? Is this the Orange Pro Yeah, Podcast? I've only listened to that, yeah, like in 20, 2021 or 2020. Or I don't know. One of those years. I don't have time to watch much of anything these days. Yeah, I think I the last thing I saw on the television was me and a couple of the uh, people from Plug Live. We went to go watch the new Batman. What was that? Dude. Um, I heard it was terrible. No, so I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Like I'm a big film snob. Yeah. Um, me and me and Logan are both like super film snobs. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you this. Like, um, I don't know why they just didn't get David Fincher to make the new Batman. Because if yeah, because it felt like they were just basically trying to throw like Batman into like the movie Seven or something. Like it felt like the movie Seven. That's a weird mix. Yeah, yeah, like. It, like like that type of yeah, it was very green. Like fin- it felt like a F- David Fincher movie. It, it almost felt like he was trying to the the director was trying to go after something like that. Yeah. Um. But I will say I will say that I, I wasn't in a, it wasn't in a mood to watch a movie like that just because it was at the end of the day. I was just tired. I definitely want to watch it again. Okay. But the one thing that does stick out is the uh, the Batmobile scene. Like there's this whole like bat chase scene. It's one of the best. Like. Really? One of the best chase Batmobile scenes Better I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Mm. That Joker scene, though? Oh, on the oh well, prob- yeah. probably on that level. Okay. It matches. Um, okay, the one where he... Oh, fuck. The Dark Knight. The yeah, I'm going to say it's on the same level. The only reason that maybe it has a little edge is because of Heath, right? Yeah. Maybe just a little edge like that. But this one, dude, mm-hmm. there's a shot in there at the end. I don't know where he got the shot from, but it was just like, oh crap when you see it you know it and it's just like yeah Check it out. yeah i heard bad things but maybe people that just didn't get it yeah i would say i would say definitely watch it like at home because it's like three hours long that's a tough yeah you got to be ready for that yeah you got to be ready for that i wish somebody would tell me it was three hours long yeah yeah, yeah. for sure all right car so i got one last question for you uh what's car do next what are you doing next what, what, what do you i know you don't like to think too far ahead but if you were to say what, what's the next objective for car? just stay consistent but everything. Yeah, you just stay it. consistent. Yeah, awesome. That's man. it. Yeah, just stay. you know what that's about, right? Yeah, just yeah. being consistent. I think that's uh, being consistent and being. Um, yeah, being consistent and making sure that you don't. Um, you don't uh, let down and disappoint the people around you, mm. right? Like you want to make sure that you are. Um, the uh, 
that, that you lead by example. Yeah. As best you can. That's very, well, I was going to say it's very hard to do, but being consistent, in my opinion, is probably one of the easier things we can do. Yeah, for sure. Especially if we love what we do. I do. Dude, there was a, there was a time, like, last year, and this is why I love Kyle, because, like, me and Kyle are the only people that can probably relate to each other. But <laughs> we would... There's a place down here called Slack, Slate Cafe, and uh, we were going to have our first Austin Bitcoin Club there. And... Uh, and Kyle's like, well, you know, we could just have it in a park, right? Like he was saying, we could just have it in a park. I was like, Kyle, we're not going to have Austin Bitcoin Club in a park. So we just have it at Slate Cafe. And Kyle's like, we can't have it in Slate Cafe car because they require a mask. This was like when they were requiring masks. And I was like, fuck, you're right. We can't have it there. I was like, okay, let me figure it out. And so we, we, we got it here at Capital Factory. Yeah. Um, and I remember when we got to Capital Factory and we got all this like stuff to like do Austin Bitcoin Club. I remember like the next day we woke up and like we started working towards Austin Bitcoin Club. We started putting all this effort behind it. Um, I would literally wake up and like pinch myself and be like, is this real life? Like, and all my normie friends would call me and be like, hey, how's everything going? I'm like, dude, everything's going fantastic. They're like, how much money are you making? I'm like, I'm not making nothing. But like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like a little kid in, in real life. And, um, and like, I would talk to Kyle, I was like, hey Kyle, it's like, hey, do you, what does this feel like? He's like, it feels like pretend, right? Like, this is, doesn't, like, yeah, it feels crazy. Like, like, and, and to this day, like, me and Kyle, whenever we're just, like, you know, thinking of old days or whatever, I'm like, dude, does it still feel like that for you? It's like, yeah. Like, even now, like, like, working for Marty Bent just, like, blows my mind, right? Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I know Parker Lewis. What the hell? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like, these are, like... It's a, I'm blessed and grateful, yeah. like beyond grateful for this opportunity. I'm, I'm, and I trust me, I do not take that, you know, do not think that for a second. Exactly. And, See what you mean by not let those people run you down. For sure. Yeah. Being consistent, good sir. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Good Thank conversation. This, man. I appreciate it, guys. Check us out on Bitcoin TV. Make sure you listen to us, Valley for Valley, on Fountain App, Breeze. Whatever you're using. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is the this, first. This T-shirt right here. Look, I love this right here. It says printing. And then it has like the the, the Ben, the Benjamin. The Benjamin printing. Dude, I love that. Shirt. I love that uh, printing design right there. I'm yeah. going to steal it. I'm yeah, just kidding. You, <laughs> I'm not going to steal it. No, I want the, that shirt's really nice. It says only 21 million Bitcoin. Satoshi knew they were going to keep printing. Dude, that's a sweet design. Who made that? Uh, it was a partnership between me and my sister. Shout out to her. She got this ready for me to come out here and when, talk to uh, you and be able to wear this. When are, when are you going to start selling these? We're going to sell these pretty soon. This is the first. Uh, What's the website? It's is on it... Talking to Bits. Oh, Talk really? How yeah, much are they going to cost? I don't know yet. We're, we're a little bit early in that game. Can maybe, you, can you get me Can you get me a, like a, a just like a white? Is it going to come in white or is it only going to come in black? I get it. Whatever color you want, Carl. Oh, man. I think it'll look clean in uh, like a white. Yeah, I've, I've seen it on a sweater too. I have it on a Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few other things I want to show you. But guys, check us out on Bitcoin TV. This wraps up this episode. Listen to us on Value for Value. Like I said, breeze, fountain, whatever it is you use, as long as it's Bitcoin only. Send the boost. Send, <laughs> send, send the, the boost. Uh, shout out to Send Oscar the boost. And fountain are doing great things. But yeah, have, shout out to Oscar. Out I love Oscar. Oscar. Oscar's one of my favorite people in the he world. He was on the show. Did you listen to that episode? It came on. I talked to Oscar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, you shared us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar, Oscar's like, have you, oh, he's one of the nicest people in the world. Yes, he is. He's, he's building, like, he has, oh, he has the best taste. 
Yeah. Thank you, Oscar, for making Fountain. Absolutely. And I, I told Oscar this verbatim when I talked to him off the mic. Uh, I was basically saying, like, because I, I did Sphinx and I did many different things. And the problem I was having was is if the user wasn't technically inclined, mm-hmm. there was no way for them to be able to do this. And what Oscar's doing with Fountain and his team is basically dropping that threshold for the everyday person yeah. to be able to support. So I appreciate him for that. And then you know, like that. now he has implementation where you can just onboard regular podcasts insane. into Lightning. It's just insane. And what I learned from him when I talked to him is that he actually, he wasn't even trying to build the Lightning. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. So it's a fascinating. Like, and, and he's, there's, there's, so there's other cool stuff that's coming that I heard. Yeah, I, I, I actually heard. Something. I'm like, damn, bro. I was like, whoa, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think we're on the same thing. I, I know Anyways, get Fountain. Get Fountain. Stay tuned for that. Send the boost. Send the boost. <laughs> Let them know where to find you, Carl. Where, where do you want to navigate? Uh, you, you, could, uh, you could go to Pleb Lab. Check out all the developer projects that we have. Go to tftc.io. Check out with Marty and, and what, what we're doing on RHR every week. Uh, check out uh, thrillerbitcoin.com. Remy and myself are writing some great things there. Stacker News Live. We do that every week at Stacker News. And then also check out, uh, yeah, I think I think, I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. It inspires me. It inspires me to work harder. We're oh, PBS too. Phil will kill me if I don't say PBS. Check out PBS. <laughs> Phil will kill me if I don't say <laughs> Phil will kill me. I love Phil. Hey, shout out to Phil though. There you go. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Phil. You should have Phil on the podcast. Hey, let's have Phil on the podcast. Yeah, yeah he's funny as fuck. Uh, we appreciate y'all. That wraps up episode 57. Out from Austin. South by is out here, but they're not doing anything big. Satisfy, baby. So we're going to go satisfy. So we out here in Austin. I appreciate that. Yeah. Take care, y'all. Episode 57 in the books.